Hello and welcome to the Hub Systems Podcast, the voice of man's model moments, the blog of the various ramblings on the modelling and gaming antics of my son and I. My name is Alex Mann and with me is my son Oscar. In this pre-launch episode I wanted to give a little introduction and scope to what our podcast will be, what we'll cover, some of the guests we'll be inviting and so on. So as I've mentioned, my name is Alex and some people out there may have already heard me speak on Firebase Delta a couple of times. And a big shout out to Phil and his crew over there. If you get a chance, definitely go ahead and find their podcast. It's always a good one, especially if you're interested in any of the Spartan Games uh, sci-fi products like uh, Firestorm Armada and uh, Planetfall. Anyway, I'm in my 40s. I've been a modeler and a gamer since I was about seven or so. And I had a big break uh, from modeling and gaming during my university years and got back into the hobby after getting married and having children. Uh, I started gaming with Oscar a fair few years ago now, and we continue to the present day. So as I've been doing all the talking so far, I'm going to hand over quickly to my son now uh, and ask him to say hello. Hello. And just for the benefit of the listeners, Oscar, how old are you? I am currently 15. So we've been gaming for about seven or eight years now. So tell me a little bit about that, how we started, where we are now, your gaming and modeling experience, all that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. So, well, the first I can remember is uh, when we had the big shed outside our old house, and I would always go in there, and there'd be various models, mainly planes, lots of them, and I would go out and pick them up and run around the garden with them. Uh, so that's where it really started. So, And then when we got into it, we went to, I do believe it was a gaming convention, and that's where we found Warhammer. So I instantly fell in love with the Tyranids, and it sort of just went on from there. And... As our love for that continued to grow, we found various other games, and now, as my as mum says, we have too many. <laughs> there's, and as everybody out there will know, there is never enough. There is never enough plastic and resin that you can accumulate. Now that is true. <laughs> okay, so what are your favourite games at the moment? Uh, well, at the moment, uh, Zombicide is one of them. Firestorm and uh, Planetfall, they're definitely up there as well. We've got uh, X-Wing, uh, which is a new game, which we've started playing, which is very, very fun. Alien vs. Predator as well, we yeah, got that recently. Alien, yeah, that's good as well. Yeah, I think so, that, that's yeah. probably about what we're covering at the moment, isn't it? Definitely. Okay, and if you had to pick one of them, which would that be at the moment? If I had to pick one, well, at the moment, I guess the one in our Hot Topic area would have to be X-Wing, but... um. I think one of my all-time favourites has to be Firestorm Armada. Yep. Me too. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I think we started... Well, I started the blog, um, and it's probably the the number one thing that's up there. Um, and I'm sure people who know the, the blog, um, Man's Modern Moments, if we hadn't mentioned that uh, already, um, that's probably going to be... It covers, I should say... 75% of the topics we, we put up there. Okay, so what else do you enjoy in your spare time? Uh, well, the majority of my spare time, I am on my PS4 a lot of the time. Uh, I keep rats as a pet, um, as you already know, but uh, so animals is a lot of my time as well. Uh, I'm currently in doing my GCSEs, so a lot of my work is based around revision and homework at the moment as well. And not necessarily balanced between PlayStation and homework sometimes. Well, <laughs> well, I'd like to say they're balanced. <laughs> You'd like to say that, but... 
sometimes PlayStation comes before homework, which is not the ideal scenario. But anyway. Oh, come on. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to in the next six months or so? Well, in the next six months, I, I say what I'm looking forward to, uh, though it may not be so important, is the new Star Wars film coming out in December. And I'm sure many of you are as excited as I am. Oh, I don't think uh, saying it's not important will strike a chord with many people. I think no. a lot of people are going a to lot be of saying <laughs> it's very important. Very important. Uh, Mum is not one of those people, I must She's say. She's definitely not one of those people. <laughs> and uh, we... So I have two daughters, so Oscar has two sisters, one of whom, Lottie, is the eldest. Uh, she has an equal interest in Star Wars to her mother, as in not at all. And then the youngest, Esther, is actually quite into it. So we, uh, it might be three of us going to see the film. <laughs> but certainly it won't be five of us. That is, that is definitely true. <laughs> okay, what else? What about uh, games? What about the PlayStation games and stuff? Uh, PlayStation games, well, uh, as probably, again, many of you know, the new Star Wars Battlefront game is coming out soon. Fallout 4 is coming out soon, so there's a lot of very exciting stuff coming out there. I think we're both excited about Fallout 4. Definitely. Um, and, in, and in terms of uh, model games as well, as in Wargaming, there are quite a few new Kickstarters that are out there as well, so definitely looking forward to finding some new things in the future as well. Yeah, we saw one this morning, didn't we, um, from, I think it's Icarus Games? I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm just going to bring Project. up the website now. The Icarus Project, yes. A new sci-fi skirmish game. So it looks pretty cool. It's not funded yet. £10,000 out of uh, 30000 15 days to go. So we'll see if they, they hit that. I've got a little reminder, 48 hours out, just to, uh, if it looks like it's going to be funded, I'll, I'll, I'll plunge in. So it looks pretty good. Nice miniatures. Yeah, it definitely looks worth worth it. Yeah. Um, adding to that, I did back Maelstrom's Edge, um, which is a game, again, skirmish sci-fi 28mm game coming out um, probably, I think, just before Christmas this year. Uh, they've gone all in for injection-molded plastic from the, from the off. Uh, so there's a couple of factions. I think the Empyrean Foundation and um, the other guys. The religious nutters. Um, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. That could be... That was pretty decent um, Kickstarter. Fairly low entry level. They hit a lot of their their bonus goals as well. So that should be good. Um, okay, so going back to, to Firestorm, which I think really is where we, we spent the majority of our gaming time, I'd say, ooh, about a year ago. Um, yeah, that's true. So, what about 40k? What do you remember of 40k? Uh, 40k was fun. I remember we it would be like, let's go, let's go play some 40k. We'd get loads of points, mass armies, and just beat the hell out of each other, which was always very fun. Uh, like I remember, I think mostly I remember out of 40k is uh, things going wrong for us. So when you're <laughs> Chaos Warlord exploded himself, and yes. <laughs> various space marines with plasma cannons exploding and stuff. It, it was a very spontaneous game, to say the least. Yeah, and I think I seem to remember your your orcs as well. Oh, yeah. What was I that killed, rocket they had? I, I don't know, but I killed both of our armies with it. Yeah, some big rocket that just blew up and killed almost everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, okay. So, in your from your side of things, because I know what my opinion is, why why we got out of 40k. Why did we get out of 40k? Well, there are several reasons we got out of 40k, and I think one of the main reasons was uh, what they did with their paints was definitely a big start thing, but with the way they uh, we had they had all the paints it was going well and then it's like oh you know what we're gonna make a whole new one just like that and the price prices are just crazy for the amount that they give yeah and i think a lot of people have the same thing with with 40k i mean from my side 40k prices have been creeping up then they announced i think it was a 30 percent increase in prices which is astonishing um, especially given that that was kind of just after the recession started, uh, the big bank kickoff and everything. Um, perfect time. Yeah, perfect timing. Uh, so it's a very cynical business model, which I didn't like. You know, I don't like that. I don't like being uh, being made to feel that a games company is just milking me. Um, it's never it's never a pleasant feeling that from any business exchange. You want to feel like you've got value for money, and the company you're doing business with respects you. Uh, and there wasn't that feeling. It, it was becoming slightly toxic. Um, for me as well, the big thing which killed it was all the retconning. Uh, so I think the new Necron Codex came out, and suddenly the Necrons have been one of my favourite forces, you know, this faceless army of evil. Um, suddenly they could talk. Um, not all of them, but like they had characters. And basically they were just now humans in, in metal skins, which kind of turned me off a little bit. Um, but the big thing the big thing which really got it for me was that codex I'd built up um, some Necron, you know, a fairly large Necron force including a, a group of pariahs, now those of you who go back to the, the days of the pariahs they were metal models, they were expensive, they are a really nice unit on the battlefield, they had a war size which ignored invulnerable saves the worst um, thing ever <laughs> worst thing ever for the enemy but Suddenly, they didn't exist. So this unit that was, you know, had a financial investment um, and was actually a big part of the way I structured my force was gone. And they did that so many times with every single army. I'm sure everybody out there who's played 40k will have had a situation in the past where that's happened to them, where suddenly they've had this unit and it's useless. Uh, but instead, you can buy these shiny new models of this different unit. And it's like, you know what? I'm out. Um, if you want me to change the all the background of my one of my favorite factions, invalidate a whole bunch of models, bring out some new ones which are really expensive, uh, and oh, by the way, here's a whole load of new paints. Uh, all your old ones are invalid. It's like okay, it's time to look somewhere else. If I'm going to change my paints, I will change them, but I'll change them to a company that is a paint company that actually invests in research in paint and has really good paint technology. Um, you know, if we're going to look at, at um, going to a different games, because I'm disenfranchised, I'm going to go to a completely different games company. And one of the re one of the things we'd already been doing, if you remember, we played a campaign. Yes, yes, it was quite big. It was fun. Until, obviously, it sort of just crumbled. Yeah, so my Tau... Was it my Tau or your Tau? I can't remember. Uh, I was Orcs and you were Tau. You were Orcs, yeah, I was Tau. And we were looking for a space game to link our, our ground games. And we found Firestorm. And one of the nice things, and it was in stark contrast, I remember, to experience at the time of Games Workshop. They had a rule book which was £15, which was the same price as a paperback codex at the time from Games Workshop. Um, 
They had downloadable PDF ships that you could cut out and try. Try the game before you buy. Which we did. Which we did. Uh, we really liked it. It was a nice mechanic. It seemed innovative. And then when you actually bought a starter fleet, starter fleet was about £35. And it contained, you know, the core of a force that you were going to use. Really low entry point, you know. Um, and yeah, you could probably double that, you know, if you really wanted a decent size force. But even so, pretty low point of entry. So suddenly, in stark contrast to this company that seemed to be fleecing us at every every moment and disrespecting us, we had a company that seemed to be listening um, to what people wanted. So that's how we first became exposed to Firestorm. And, uh, and we liked it. <laughs> and we bought a lot, didn't we? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> so uh, I think in about 18 months or so, we had bought pretty much everything. <laughs> Uh, for every faction um, that we could um, and been pretty immersed in the universe ever since yeah it's very very fun yeah indeed and uh, we do get a chance to go out to Spartan headquarters we're not far away so that's that's a pretty good good thing as well um, so over the past year I guess we've been involved in Planetfall in playing uh, playing some games of that Um which is pretty deadly. Uh, I don't think we've had a game last beyond turn four, have we? Turn three, I thought it was. Well, turn three tends to be what how long the games last, isn't it? Uh, I yeah, don't I think, think. I think some of our early games might have gone to four because we didn't know. We didn't know how to play. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> now we know what we're doing. Everything's lethal, um, and everything nice. everything dies quickly. It's a nice contrast from uh, Firestorm Armada because in Firestorm you've got all your ships and you've got to prize those ships. You've got to really think about what you're doing and who you're going to shoot at. Whereas uh, in Planetfall, I'm not saying it's not tactical, but it's a lot nicer just to run at something and blow it up. Yeah, things die quickly in, in Planetfall. Um, as, you know, as you say, in Firestorm, it's it's more of an attritional game. It's about positioning and forward thinking. Uh, Planetfall has that as well, but... Um, don't rely on things sticking out too long because they tend not to. They tend to die. <laughs> Very, yeah, lots. Uh, and big handfuls of dice as well. So combined dice mechanic means you get a lot of dice to, to throw around. A lot. Which two is heavy good. tanks can give out quite a lot of firepower. Yeah. And X-Wing. We mentioned X-Wing. So a little bit yes. different. Very different uh, game from, from Spartan's uh, sort of mechanics. Um, much more based around just the little dogfights you see around um, the main capital ship action, which is really where Firestorm is. Um, you know, in the movies, you, you know, in the Star Wars movies, it's very much about starfighter combat. Um, Definitely got all of the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters flying around. Yeah, I've managed to kind of... We've played, what, five, I think five, six games now? Yeah, um, about that. Two, two proper ones where we've had a a decent force, a proper 100-point force. Um, and we're pretty equal, aren't we? One each. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the, uh, I seem to have a habit of uh, flying my ships into asteroids, uh, which isn't <laughs> helping my cause. <laughs> yeah, your A-wing pilots are... Uh... Crazy. They're <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've finally managed to take down your K-wing, which was, is an absolute beast of a ship. And uh... It costs half my points, though, to kit it out fully with all of its bombs and missiles. Yeah, and it and it did go down to my uh, Punisher's 
arrayed cluster bombs and ion bombs and uh, advanced homing missiles. <laughs> Just had to throw everything at it in the end. Yeah, well, it's worth half your points. So I've got to throw everything at it. It is. That is very true. And I lost a couple of TIE fighters from my TIE swarm, but uh, there's plenty more where they came from. <laughs> very, very dark view on things. <laughs> That's the Imperium for you. That is very, <laughs> very, very true. And you mentioned the zombie side at the beginning. Let's talk about zombie yes. side. Zombie side is very, very fun. Like, uh, you all, we've all seen the movies where there's the lone group of survivors fending off the infected hordes, which is nice why there's actually a game, because you can really put yourself in the person's shoes and walking around. You can search for supplies and weapons, and as you get better, the more zombies start coming out and the more zombies you can kill. Yeah, it's a really clever scaling in the game, I find. Definitely. Because I, I wondered how they were going to do it, and um, you know, the first few games, well, first game we had really, it was like this creeping appearance of, oh, I see. Was, <laughs> so yeah. the better we get, the better the zom- the more zombies there are. Oh, okay. And then it's yeah, like, we- right, don't you kill that zombie? I'll kill the zombie because I'm rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> there yes. were a lot of zombies in our first game. Yeah, and, and that first game we did really well. We lived. We survived. We survived. We didn't have any losses. We creamed the zombies and we thought, hey, we've got this. And I actually wondered, you know, it's a fun game. It's very cinematic, as you say. You can really, you know, live the moments and imagine them in your head, just like a you know, scene from The Walking Dead or something. Um, but I thought, you know, is this going to have longevity? Because um, you kind of know what the zombies are going to do. They're very predictable. You know, they, they do one thing. Um, they do it slowly. You get some that do it a bit faster. You get some big ones. But by and large, you can predict them, which means you can lure them in a certain way and kill them, right? Yeah. And then we played our second game. <laughs> and we got ripped to pieces. <laughs> yeah, the extra zombie activation cards. Oh my god. That's such a clever mechanic. And it makes you re- completely reassess what you're doing, because all the time you know, one of those cards could be the extra zombie activation card. And if that comes out and you're in the wrong place... You have nothing. You have no defense. And the zombies will eat you alive. They will come towards you and they won't hesitate to win. Yeah, so um, our third game, and we've got the the prison outbreak uh, set now, which we used for that. And that was very different, I found. You know, we did lose a couple of guys, although they came back as zombivores, um, which is a nice mechanic as well. Um, But quite different. You know, we... We were a bit Very more different. cautious, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do here and do this, but yeah, but what if that's an extra act- activation card? What do exactly. we do then? <laughs> and because uh, of the Berserker Zombies, which came out with the Prison Outbreak, uh, made us rethink everything, because you can't kill them with uh, ranged weapons, so you have to get up close and personal with them. Yeah, so my dual hammer-wielding lady was uh, was pretty good. She was very good, and my death metal guy who died quite cinematically and came back as a zombie even though I'm not sure he changed much <laughs> yeah well like uh, Jewel Hammer Lady she's just insane um, she, she is insane the yeah. dice that she can wield with the claw hammers is pretty good yeah so that's and actually one thing again I was surprised about with uh, with Zombicide because it's a board game right it's it's not a standard miniatures game as you know like Firestorm like Warhammer 40k or well, I was going to say Warhammer, but obviously we have Age of Sigmar now. 
let's not go there yeah, yet. Let's not go there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a board game, and I expected the minis, you know, to come with it to be fairly average, but they're really good. The detail on them is insane. And in fact, we have a zombie Oscar, don't we? We do. We have painted it up to. It's even wearing my T-shirt. Yep. So Oscar has a, a Monster Cat T-shirt, which he's very fond of. It's bright orange with a white Monster Cat logo on. So one of the zombies had a passing resemblance to, to Oscar. So I painted it up, um, basically, to look like him in this Monster Cat uh, T-shirt. And it is The quite... resemblance is scary, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, then led uh, my eldest daughter to also want a, a zombie version of her. So we managed to pick out one for, for her as well. I haven't painted it yet, but we'll we'll get to that. I have to put those up on the blog, actually. Yeah, that, uh, that'll be good. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, I think we also mentioned Alien vs. Predator. We did. Now, the thing about that as well, I was also expecting the miniatures not to be so great, but oh my god, we were we were yeah. shocked at how good they were. Those are, I would say, some of the best minis I've seen, actually. The the detail in them is Unbelievable. just, yeah, awe-inspiring. And, you know, it's a really good time to be in gaming, I think. You know, there seems to be it's not like the old days where you've got, you know, one guy carving something out of green stuff or sculpting out of green stuff, you know, has a real hands-on skill. You, not that you don't have people with skill these days, uh, but the access to the tools now, I think, is just so much better. You know, anybody can get onto Kickstarter. If you've got some skill with CAD, you know, with creating 3D prints, with then casting, you get those right people together. It doesn't take much. You can get it with quite a small group of people to Definitely. create really good minis. And, you know, that coupled with some good game mechanics, um, I guess licensing in the case of Alien vs. Predator, but you know, I think it's a great time to be a gamer. Definitely, definitely, it is. Our generation. Yeah, well, your generation. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> okay, so I guess we should uh, close out this episode. But um, as I said, this is episode zero. So this is really just a, a little bit of an intro to what the podcast is, what the sort of flavour of it is. Uh, we're going to be looking at various topics. It won't just be... Um, the games that we're playing it might be you know as oscar said star wars movie coming up soon it's exciting uh we'll be looking at some of that although not too much because i don't want to know too much about the film i'm very much no, i know definitely. oscar you're you're very much a youtube guy you'll go off and watch lots of stuff yep. uh, not too much my friend sam he will go off and he will ruin the ending for the film he will look it up and watch it yeah you see i, I very much i don't want to know too much about a film before i go you know the, no, the fact am. that it's a new star wars film is enough for me and seeing the X-Wings across the water, you know, bang, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't want to know anymore. That's it. I just want to go in and I want to be surprised. I want the story to evolve and, you know, unfold before me. Definitely. I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, same for a lot of trailers. I think a lot of trailers these days give way too much about the film away. You know, it should be a little teaser. That's what a trailer is. It's not, you know, I don't want to start a course. I just want, you know, a little menu with some nice pictures of food. Yeah. yeah. Using a food analogy there, by the way, obviously. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, um, just a bit of a flavour of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we will be talking quite a lot about Spartan games because, obviously, we do a lot of Firestorm. Uh, we've got a lot of Planetfall, actually, in painting stages. I've just painted my Dindrenzi, uh Recon Helix um, drop weapons. 
so they're looking pretty menacing uh, sitting on the they desk next indeed. to me. Uh, I've nice. just painted up uh, my bakash, um, or at least I've put my base coats and um, shading on. I've got to do my corrosion and engine glow and all that sort of stuff. Um, what have you got coming up, Oscar? Uh, well, Aquins, they're always uh, hot on coming out of the painting. Uh, I need to do my um, battle cruisers. They're going to be coming out soon. My Cerulean uh, core fleet is coming out of the painting stage as well, although a little more difficult to paint than the Aquins. Yeah, you've got a quite a complex three for black, white, and red triangular sort of scatter yes. pattern there, haven't you? Once that's done, the rest of it's pretty easy, but it is more difficult than it sounds. And you have, uh, I think, another half-core helix for Planetfall and uh, your aerial helix to, to paint. Yep, that is also true for the Aquins. And uh, then I, I also have my Ceruleans to paint up as well. Yeah. Some makes, lovely uh, pod races. Makes you want to play some games now. Yes, that is true. <laughs> okay, so a bit of a flavour of what we're going to be doing. Uh, hopefully you'll tune into the, the next episode where we start properly. Um, I think we'll be looking a little bit at Firestorm, some of the universe and the mechanics. Um, and we'll we'll progress on there. Uh, happy to take any questions, uh, either through the blog or through the podcast. And uh, we'll hope to see you next time. So, signing off from the Hub Systems... It's Alex and Oscar. See you next time.